Uh, well, we're back. Um, as as we often are, it's episode one hundred of the program. Uh, by episodes we've uploaded. Wow. My life. I don't know why I hit that one. I'm a a hundred, a hundred, like the age of your wife. (laughs) Am I right? I don't know. Uh, And uh, we have a guest with us for our hundredth episode. Welcome, Jess. Hello. How? Um. Jess is here to set us all straight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hold us to account. Take us to task. Things in that. Things of that. It's true. Should I describe like my relationship uh, to sh- the y'all to to the show? Yeah, uh, that's probably sure. a good idea. I, I, How do oh, you know us? Jesus from? Christ! My my f- fire alarm is going off. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> okay, I'm this sorry. This content. This is it's the fine. best episode we've ever done already. <laughs> oh, this is good. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. I've been this waiting awesome. for this. <laughs> this is just perfect. The, the name of the show is called I Have No Idea What I'm Doing. So, like, that's beautiful. We're keeping yeah. that in. We don't edit yeah. anything. No, okay. we don't edit. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm in a Discord server with mm. with Aaron and Andrew. I feel like there's not, it's hard to describe. Yeah. It's a yeah. ragtag group of uh, internet we hang podcast out on the internet fan outcasts. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's like a, it's like a. What is the, what is one of those, those those ballmen who who roll around the ball, and it accretes. Uh, not like a dung oh, beetle. Oh, katamari. Video game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a katamari sure for like very interesting, very broken people. I feel like. I mean, not to say Jess. I'm not trying to insinuate you're broken, but. I feel like right. No, we we speak all, for only for ourselves. We're we're all. I feel like we're all a little bit weird in right? a, in a Petersonian sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've got all kinds of issues. I'm sure we, I've talked about on this show uh, in many such cases. You <laughs> now you? more than ever. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so it's episode episode one hundred. Yeah, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Jess is gonna be very distracted by the sound clips. No, Jess. Jess is someone who um, I think we're both really big fans of uh, as a person in general, and so it's very fun to have them yeah. on the show. Thank you, uh, Jess fan yeah. club membership card. Right I here. think there's probably no one. I somehow Jess, Jess is much younger than me, but I fear Jess in a way, like in a respectful way, like. <laughs> Because I I think Jess almost always has like the most correct opinions about things. See, mm. this is the kind of pedestal that I'm not like willing <laughs> to get myself put on. I'm I just gonna I'm most just gonna certainly say as many wrong opinions as I can for the duration <laughs> of the show. You're just gonna try to ruin. You're just gonna, by the end of the show, I'm gonna hate you. I'm gonna be frankly, like, that's that's what person. this show is here for is is lots of uh, uh, boldly stated opinions. I think. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So, um, I think we loudly state that we don't know what we're doing, and then we proceed to give advice anyway. (laughs) I think the thing that the people want to know most, um, especially since we have this illustrious guest, Mm -hmm. Andrew, how's your couch? (sighs) 
uh, it's it's fine. It rem- it's I you know actually is it okay, hanging in so there? This is this. I was sitting down on it the other day, and I thought, you know what? This is a much nicer couch than my old couch. I am happy with this couch. Oh, so, that's your couch update for this quarter. I guess I don't know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> This is the best one. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you haven't had to do any sort of like use because you've been you've been really doing a lot with woodworking. You haven't used any of your woodworking skills yet to like um, accessorize your couch or anything. Uh, no, not not okay. yet. Although I do have some ideas, but Ooh. yeah, Ooh, I'm excited to hear. Mm-hmm. So uh, right right before we started recording that the the Discord server that we're all in started popping off i hear i i didn't see it because i was i was busy um right, trying you're to almost out completely off how Discord. to make everything yeah i'm almost <laughs> i don't i barely even look at it it's 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 like right only i just put things in there um yeah just dropping links yeah. with thoughts question mark and then deleting the <laughs> app off my phone. yeah so someone someone shared uh actually i shared oh um, yeah, it's important because this is my favorite streamer, Northern Lion. Mm. Um, he 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 recently became a dad about a year ago, and he yeah. is really milking the dad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like that's the trans the transition from not dad to dad is almost instantaneous. You know. Yeah, I think yeah. the fact that he's a streamer, though, like. Yeah, you know, puts an extra layer on. on this. Yeah, well, he's just yeah, going dad, dad streamer has to be a niche. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's going where the greats before him have gone. The try guys became, you know, some of them became try dads. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what the YouTubers did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Green Brothers, you know. So yeah. so now so now uh, Ryan, aka Northern Lion, the dad. So yeah. so he tweeted out this tweet which is a, it's a it's a poll a and twitter it, poll yeah it says what's the most emblematic meal in dad cuisine and the options are grilling or the big breakfast mm. now i uh i like a big breakfast frankly i like a breakfast where there's just like more food than you could feasibly eat mm-hmm. for a given meal you know like the kind they show in the cereal commercials in the 90s yeah, where they say it's part of a balanced breakfast, and it's like that is more food than that family needs in a in a given day. You know, it's like, like oh, I'm gonna have cereal and orange juice and pancakes and bacon and hash browns and eggs and a waffle and several drinks and several carafes. Yeah, if um, you have enough food in there. Surely, at some point, it will become a balanced breakfast, and everything will be a part of the balanced breakfast. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you, yeah, I mean, if you start, if you put, if you start putting the food items on both sides of a scale, eventually, it's gonna, <laughs> you know, law of large numbers or something like that. The thing that always drives me nuts, it drives my mom nuts, and she always used to point it out, and now I can't ever not see it. Is in TV shows or movies where like kids are getting ready to go to school and they come down and they go to the table and there's breakfast prepared for them and they take two bites and then leave. And it's like this immaculate spread. Yeah. At least (laughs) in the animes, they put the toast in their mouth and then they run out the door with the toast in their mouth. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You come down to like this beautifully prepared brunch spread. You eat uh, two spoonfuls of tricks and you rush out the door because apparently you woke up like five minutes before the bus is coming or something. (laughs) I don't. Yeah. So so what's what do you what's the what's the opinions here? I think my question is um, because this is because I'm an exhausting English major. I'm asking the question, (laughs) is it for a father, a cuisine for a dad to eat? Or the cuisine for a dad to prepare? Because I think well, that changes the answer for me. I think with the wording of the poll, it says what is the most emblematic meal in dad mm. cuisine, right? So like, it's not necessarily what he's preparing or eating. It's that like when you consider the archetype of dad <laughs> yeah. in the Petersonian sense, um, <laughs> yeah. what is the emblem right yeah i i think in that case it has to be grilling right because i mean you just have the archetype of a dad wearing an apron holding a metal spatula who just wants to grill you know and doesn't want to be weighed down by all these other worldly concerns there's like two times the father gets alone three times the father gets alone time work the bathroom grilling (laughs) and i i have to say this is such a strong archetype that i i literally have uh an outfit uh for my for my goose that's uh a grill apron oh hell yeah (laughs) for father's day well uh for the summertime generally look for that to premiere soon once it gets a little warmer out nice i just want to grill but i do i do think that there's you know uh when it comes to making a big breakfast, if you have a like a large griddle upon which you're cooking, you know, pancakes and bacon and so on, mm-hmm. that is very functionally similar to grilling. Oh yeah. So. Are y'all aware of the Blackstone? The Blackstone? Uh, no, is that a private okay. military contract? No. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an investment firm or something. <laughs> yeah, but today's Blackstone. episode is sponsored by Blackstone. <laughs> Well, it is a brand of grill griddles. Um, it, it, it's a it's a large gas grill, but the surface is all griddle, and oh. it has a cult following yeah. on like cooking TikTok and cooking YouTube. Um, it's usually this. bought by like you know middle to upper class white families mm-hmm. who um, are Never really just using it. To, yeah, basically, they're they're using it to cook like the same like th- three flavors of chicken breast, but they're doing it on this two thousand dollar machine. Right. Um, yeah. On, but on day one, I they make one. hamburgers. On day two, they make also hamburgers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I see that, this here. Yeah, just I'm the same vibe. I'm like, oh, this is so ridiculous. I would use this so hard. Right. <laughs> They've got a model here that's a, a three foot long griddle, and then it also has uh, an air fryer below it, oh which has God. three separate air fryer bays. <laughs> Holy guacamole! Uh, uh, four uh, four independently controlled main cooking zones with a total of sixty thousand BTUs plus thirteen thousand <laughs> BTUs of performance on the air fryer burner. Now, I I don't have a reference for how much that is, but it sounds. <laughs> fantastic there's also a one that has just a straight up deep fryer on the side see that's what i was gonna say it needs like either a deep fryer or or one of those like big wok burners oh yeah because oh, <laughs> then is, you could do mm. boiling you could do steaming you could 
America has not properly embraced the walk, and I think uh, we are a poorer culture. For well, that. Uh, Mr. J. Kenji Lopez Alt uh, has just published a cooking book mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. about the walk, so okay. get ready. It's they've <laughs> they've got one here that's a, a, a seventeen inch uh, tabletop griddle. Mm. So you know, and they've also so, got one that runs on either gas or electric. Has a griddle and an air fryer and can run off a twelve volt. Apparently, <laughs> horrible. This is like the modern uh, George Foreman grill. I, I think I'm going to say in terms of being like a thing that I don't know. It, it's like the they have multiple variations of it, and it can come with other things. Do so you remember George the- Foreman grills used to have bun warmers on the top and all that other stuff? <laughs> I I do. I um, put something into the. Ch- I'm gonna. I'm trying to put it into the show notes, but it's being a butthead right now. But um, which chat are you putting it in? <clears throat> into the Discord little okay. group chat we did. Um. Oh yeah. Oh That's yeah. A- this is what I have as well. Okay, so I was gonna say I have one of these, which is sort of like the camping version, and I have a grill plate that goes over one of the burners. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's like got a little grease trap and everything. It's similar thing. This seems this that you've put here, which is like a nice standing propane two burner stove, seems much better than like the classic Coleman like two oh, burner. This is or, this is the this is the car camping uh right thing that you know growing up even, with with us like like I when I say I did Boy Scouts, I think people might get the wrong idea. Because <laughs> it was mostly driving to places in your truck or van and bringing yeah, no, equipment like this. That's what, yeah, that's what we did in Boy Scouts as well. Yeah, yeah. this and spud launchers and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's funny to contrast this with like the Coleman offerings for like extremely small single burner backpacking stove. <laughs> that type the wind thing. will just constantly blow out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, no. The, Bottle the, top this... propane stove. See, that is. Hmm, I don't like that. It just seems precarious. <laughs> so, did we decide? Is it? Gr- I think it's grilling. Jess, I think it's Jess has be remained grilling. coily quiet. I'm about fine. what they think. I'm f- fine with grilling. I think okay. grilling is. I what I think is that grilling is more focused for dads, whereas mm, the big breakfast yeah. can be for anyone. There are many more archetypes. That are pro big breakfast. That's true. You gotta, yeah. I mean, you gotta like the southern like, you, don't have, you don't have to worry about yes. if the pancake is pink on the inside, right? Like <laughs> if it's done, it's pretty obviously done. So, yeah. I'm just reminded of the King of the Hill, uh, you know, clip where where uh, <laughs> he's squeezing the burgers with his tongs or the steaks with his tongs. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. For like, sure. But firm. Yeah. With you, a little and- bit of give. I, I do want to also say that grilling, you don't have to be the one who grills to be a dad. The mm. other dad position is standing next to a fellow dad who is grilling, <laughs> and mm-hmm. your job is to tell him when he should flip the burgers. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, timing that's... is different from the, the you know, you, you're the backseat griller. It's like logistical support. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's being like annoying the, when, to the actual grilling dad. When you right. think about it, there's almost there's not much that's more majestic, um, and and like you know, in a sort of like masculine way, as 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 a man standing at a grill in in a kingly and, manner. In a yeah. kingly manner is exactly where I was going. 
<laughs> and and then you that that next person is like their 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 jester or you know their their uh, food taster someone Courtier, very important yeah yeah <laughs> their valet is that a is that right. a thing I don't know yeah I need someone to sort of wave me with palm fronds as I grill <laughs> ooh now that'd be luxurious. My dad recently invested in one of the wood pellet grills. Are you f- familiar with this technology? Yes, the yeah. smoker. Well, it's not a smoker; it's a grill, but it uses wood pellets. Uh, yeah, I and, mean and, they're called pellet grills, but they're really functionally smokers. Yeah, more or less. I mean, they take as much time as a smoker. Yeah, they're definitely not as fast as a as a you know your your standard grill. Um, he has one that is Wi-Fi controlled, so you can just like fire it up from. That's for example, the toilet. <laughs> yeah, it, we it's have sort a pellet. of self-managing, which is nice, you know, because I think a pinnacle of dadliness is laziness. But also, <laughs> is it grilling but, if you're not actually doing a whole lot of grilling? But the gadgets got to substitutes for it. Yeah, dads love gadgets. I mean, you st- you still got to flip the burgers and such. So maybe yeah. it, maybe it, yeah, we have maybe it ends we up have a, a pellet smoker. That's an mm-hmm. electric smoker that uses pellets. And it's like a vertical one. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not Wi-Fi or Bluetooth enabled or anything, but it does sort of regulate the heat and you can set well, it. Well, you should stuff. you should check into that. You might, you know, <laughs> might I don't nice know what to, I'm going to do with this other. I guess I could have two home, smokers. Home home kit connected pellet smoker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. <laughs> setting up automations when I come home, fire up the smoker. <laughs> honey, honey, I, sorry, I can't start smoking yet. I've got to read the books. I've got to read the manuals. <laughs> this thing is very complicated. It's got an O'Reilly book for it. <laughs> it, it. It fell off the Wi-Fi again. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I can't cook us oh, dinner. God. The Wi-Fi's out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, you know, I was going to fire up the meal, but now my grill is ha- doing a firmware update and it says it's going <laughs> to take an hour. <laughs> Um, who's in charge around here (laughs) in another food related thing um i think i discovered this morning that i'm officially curry pilled uh Mm. now that's that's gonna be my life is this uh like an indian curry or a japanese curry or or Uh, no distinction like a japanese curry but i i i probably will mix it up with like some thai curries and some some indian curries too just the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the idea of that delicious sauce soup going over rice lately just it just it just hits the spot and I had a delicious yeah. Vermont curry I made yesterday and then I just made like a normal uh, Japanese curry today and I don't know I'm just into it so I I know that Jess knows more about the curry varieties and yes, so I was wondering okay. if I could ask you like for some suggestions of what I should explore next. Okay, so my thought, my my okay, I think you need to mix multiple kinds of pre-made curry roux cubes specifically mm-hmm. for Japanese curry mm-hmm. for it to be good because mm-hmm. um Japanese people have very low spice tolerance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So <clears throat> which is fine, you know, people got to do what they got to do, but even their like hot ones are not actually that spicy. Right. Um, So my one thing that I like doing is mixing one of the sweeter curry types with the Java curry type, which is a little bit more spicy. Um, So you do like half and half on the curry cubes in Mm. order to make the best 
um, Japanese curry. Also, I think for me, the two most important like additional ingredients are instant coffee powder and mm. um, oh. apple, like a grated apple. So, mm. yeah. Ooh. Fascinating. I, I might have to look into this because I uh, don't recall if I've had Japanese curry before, but there's some uh, excellent <sighs> Japanese. Japanese groceries and, and restaurants around here. And yeah, I something about on, especially on like a cold morning or a cold day, it just it just hits the spot. I don't know. It's like it's like sort of like stew in that way. You know what I mean? Mm. It's mm-hmm. very also, rich. So I I also think that it is one of the best like impressive new cook meals mm. because it's so easy. Yeah, and but it's like incredibly impressive to make. I think every culture has like one or two dishes that fall in that category. Like this is what you make when you don't really know how to cook, but like mm. a date's coming over Ma- and you want like, something impressive. <laughs> a big breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I love to I love to I love to eat a huge giant big breakfast before in- inviting before, a woman over for dinner and I prepared like 20 pancakes. I'm just full of sausage and eggs. I, how many waffles do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, curry's probably better for that, I think. Um, yeah, we, we've got some excellent Japanese grocery stores here where I think I can get some pre-prepared, like a to-go, you know, a bento uh, thing of, mm. of Japanese curry. I'll have to yeah. look into that. Y'all yeah. also have that really good Japanese bakery with oh, curry yeah, we, buns, bells. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Ooh, I miss that up in Northern California where my brother used to live. There was a excellent Japanese bakery and it was just so it was so good. And the prices were so good, too. And it was so high quality, like it was really nice. And I was like, are you guys sure? Is this (laughs) can I give you more money? I feel bad. (laughs) Yeah, this is the same as my local um, Panderia only has. Um, like you're not allowed to use your card unless it's over ten dollars, I think. Mm-hmm. And I've never like successfully reached the ten dollar mark to be able to use my credit card. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you're like, I I can't eat this much bread. You're like, I, yeah, I, I I can't fit this much bread in the trunk of my car. It physically will not fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At a certain point, you have too much bread, and you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I do I do need to go to the area that Jess is mentioning. I need to go there uh, anyway because that's where the good bubble tea place is, and I haven't had good bubble tea in a while. I want some. Maybe I'll have some boba today. Yeah. Speaking of Jess' opinions, uh, okay. I I I have to admit, when I first read this line item, I thought that it said Jess's wonton shaped onions, and I was like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> Not onion shaped wontons, because that would just be a circle. Right. That's not impressive. (laughs) (laughs) But a wonton-shaped onion. That's pretty amazing. This is perhaps the worst um, line item to discuss on an audio medium. (laughs) Um, That's why I put it in here. (laughs) Right. I'm just really fascinated here because because you said yesterday that you had some very specific opinions about wonton shapes. Yes. I'm I'm excited. I want to know more. I think what um, differentiates a wonton from other types of dumplings is that mm-hmm. it kind of gives you the experience of eating a dumpling and eating a noodle at the same time. Oh, okay. that's so true. Right? Because you have some bits that are like 
just dough, like piece, the dough smushed together and it's like just mm-hmm. a sheet of dough and it gets cooked and it's kind of like a noodle-y experience. Like the part where it's crimped and it's not the filling, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So any of the existing types, like if you fold it in a triangle and then you put the ends together, you only get one side that mm-hmm. is like the noodle bit. But if you fold it in a, like, it's a square, you know, wrapper, you put the filling in the middle and then you fold it in half, like... Diagonally, so it's like a triangle. No, if you fold oh. it diagonally, it only gives you one surface. Oh, but if yeah, you fold yeah, it yeah. squarely it, and put the ends together, you get two bits that mm. are noodley, which is the highest noodle to filling ratio of all yeah. of the existing types of folds, which is why I think it's the most superior way. Yeah, <laughs> I used to do the triangle way, and then I just realized it's not as good as if you do if you do that square one and wrap it all the way around itself because it gives this little noodle ridge yes, that runs all holds, along. Yeah, it holds the chili oil or whatever yeah, you put in there. Yeah. yeah. That, that is my opinion. I think, I think you're correct. I just, I just wanted everyone to know that because yeah, I think that, that's very good guidance. And also, the, sometimes when you do the triangular ones or the where they're just bunched up at the top, it's like it doesn't cook as evenly and the thinner part that holds the the yeah. filling will like it overcook might, yeah and there's a like a lot more areas where the breach can happen and then yeah. you know you get the filling leaking out of the dumpling yeah and it's all this is like time. a reinforced wonton when <laughs> yes. you think about with it. all of this water <laughs> rushing through here it's important for the structural integrity it's true yeah oh <laughs> there, there's also the kind where you just kind of like crimp it together with no shaping if that makes Mm. sense like the cantonese style and those Mm. are fine but they only work with like meat fillings yeah yeah Um, yeah i think so i like it speaking of foods and uh different oh this is foods this is a tremendous uh uh vertical that i'm glad you added in here yeah i've created a new vertical because apparently this is this is this is how we live this is what we're known for Mm. our brand and it's the gas station comestibles corner before we get too into it, I just want to note that we now have sheets here in Ohio, and I went for the first wow. time in a, a long time, and it is a wonderland. I what got a it, little. What is a sheets? I I, I just was thinking like a like a like a like linen. What? Do you know of Do you know of Wawa? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Do you know? Okay, so sheets is broadly similar to Wawa. Don't tell the the <laughs> Pennsylvanians. Okay, I so it's like a bodega. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. It's it's like a gas station, but you know they have like fresh food that you can get there, and they also have like a wider variety of things of gas station food than just a normal th- gas station. I don't even think that's true. I think it's just one that p- people decided to have a cult following for. You know, that may be. I yeah. mean, you don't go to the shell and get a and get a sub sandwich though. You can get a sub sandwich at a sheet. <laughs> Andrew, you don't go to the shell and get a sub sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you, I definitely knowledge do. Go, going to the Exxon and getting a little like chicken wrap in a like clear plastic little box thing. Well, I, would I feel prefer like, not to. I feel like most gas stations have like three or four subsidiary, um, like food places that are listed mm. under them, but they're not real restaurants. You know, like. 
I, I'm, I'm very interested in this like ghost kitchen type of branding. Oh yeah. Where, oh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's like a it's like a kiosk kitchen. Yeah, yeah. At the gas station. Yeah, like yeah, well, yeah. it's got the Krispy Kreme cabinet, <laughs> things like yeah. that. Like Hunt's Brothers Pizza is a pizza chain that only exists oh, in like random good. convenience yeah. store gas stations. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just find it to be an so interesting sheets, phenomenon. Sheets is like that, but they're vertically integrated, yes. so it's, it's yes. all the same thing. Nice. So, where, wait, wait, what were we talking about? Gas station. Um, Comestibles. Yes. So Comestibles. I tried the one of the gas station. Well, the gas station I go to most often because it has the type of fuel I use. Mm-hmm. Um, has like a little like international section where there's there's like an aisle, like a little short aisle of like mostly Korean, some Japanese type stuff, and then there's an aisle that's got Mexican stuff. Um, and I picked up some Mexican chili Cheetos. So they're like regular crunchy Cheetos, but they were supposed to be like Chile flavored, you know? So I thought, oh, these would be like spicy um, Cheetos. And uh, usually I will, even if I don't like something, I'll eat the whole thing out of spite because I paid for this, you know? (laughs) I got like four, five Cheetos in and I was like, I can't eat this and I can't feed this to the birds. It's that bad. I can't Mm. give it to anybody. (laughs) This goes directly into the garbage. It was... It tasted like regular oh, Cheetos, but less flavor and more stale. Mm, that's not, yeah. And you would think something you being- You would think the bar would be low for that. But. And Mexico would have more flavor, you know? Like, mm-hmm. especially like spice. Um, so I was really disappointed. And I, and I feel for people, I, I bet in Mexico, this is like the one that everyone knows you don't eat. You know, right. like, yeah. like the vanilla Oreos or whatever. The chicken like, soft tacos. <laughs> the chicken soft tacos and Del Taco. I'm still mad about that. I'm still. We'll get them next time. <laughs> Andrew's like, I finally went to Del Taco. Oh, sweet. And I got chicken soft tacos. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> um, what do you get at a taco place? <laughs> I mean, you can get a regular taco, but the chicken soft tacos just. There's not. I mean, the Del Taco chicken soft taco is a flour tortilla, I, grilled oh, chicken. I'm, I'm familiar with this taco. Shreddis, right? Shreddis. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then sometimes like two pieces of Shreddis tomato. Shreddis is one of my favorite metal bands. Yeah. Usually not that much tomato. And then the secret sauce, which is like mayo and lime juice, basically. Yeah, um, that you call that lime crema or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just think that it's very brave to go to like a well-beloved fast food chain of yeah. any area without like a strong consulting session with like your local friend beforehand so you don't make like <laughs> yeah. basic mistakes. I've, I, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure why I didn't. See, there this was... is the thing is I would, I would consult you yeah. know, ahead of time. These, In fact, the other day I did go to a Mexican place and I sent uh, uh, Aaron, a picture of what I had gotten, which was like a genuine torta, which yeah, was very was really good. good. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you did consult with me. This is the thing. You were in San Diego, not to compromise your OPSEC, but you were in San Diego for something. And, and I remember you asking me for, you know, recommendations for places to go. And I gave you a few places that I, Mexican food places I like in San Diego. And so I was and waiting I didn't, to hear I didn't back. Go to any of oh, them. did you go to El Indio? <laughs> did you go to that Roberto's? Like, no. You're like, okay, I did it. I went and got uh, 
Del Taco. And I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And he said, I got the chicken soft tacos. They weren't that great. And I was like, no, no. So I used to be more anxious before I was medicated. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess the, the decision probably was difficult. Yeah. But something I had that was delicious and not disappointing, but extremely strange. Mm. In that same aisle, like in the Korean section, they had uh, this product, which is peanut ball, and it was uh, onion flavored. Um, okay, I have had hundreds of this item throughout oof. my life, but like usually the-, the squid flavor. Whoa! Yeah, there's. A, is it the same brand? I th- I think so. I can't Samjin read- something. See, I I cannot read Korean, but yeah, this is a very popular Korean snack. Uh-huh. It's like a peanut with like a shell, a crunchy shell around it. Yeah, it's yeah. basically it's 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 uh what we talked about last week. I think the uh, kakawates hapones. It's like the same Japanese. Yeah. Thing. It's like it's got like a crust, like a a dough crust around it, and then it's flavored and salted and seasoned. And it's really tasty. And this I one, do have, this is just making me. I, I need to go to the Japanese grocery store and <laughs> partake true. of their delights. Yeah, squid flavor would be good. I used to eat that squid floss jerky yes. stuff, dried squid. Yeah, uh, I used to keep it <laughs> when I was a Mormon missionary. We, I kept a bag in the back of the the seat of the car, and um, on the summers, it, um. Squid just sitting in the back of your car, dried squid. Quite a oh, smell. No. Uh, we decided against doing that after a while, but uh, yeah, I, so I think squid flavor would be good. I had one that was spicy chicken, Ooh. which is really good. Yeah, yeah. So seek out the the peanut bunion, the the peanut peanut bunion. bunion. <laughs> 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 the peanut ball onion. I have no idea what that's about. Now, uh, listener Emma has sent us in, uh, front of the show, Emma, a, a, another gas station food here. And I actually saw these the other day and I literally shuddered. This is, this is a, a tweet. This is a tweet from Jamie Loftus on Twitter. It says, my unending mission to show you God's greatest gas station mistakes continues. And these are, um, Hostess iced lattes in the flavor of Twinkies, Ding Dongs, Snowballs, and Honey Buns. Um, these are in like the same bottle that you would get like a, a Starbucks Frappuccino in. Uh, but like, I feel like these somehow taste even worse than that. No, I disagree. I think this is camp. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> What I don't... <laughs> Here's what I don't understand, right? They're all they're all flavored after different snacks, you know, Twinkies, Ding Dongs, whatever. They're all the same <laughs> color. Identical. They're not color matched. <laughs> yeah, like why is the snowball one not pink or the And why is why is the, the Ding, Ding Dong, Dong one brown. not like brown? Yeah, instead they're all this unsettling shade of like beige that just looks like I don't know buttermilk or eggnog. I don't know what's going. Yeah, I mean, I just think that these would taste these better than the Starbucks ones because at least they'll taste like something as opposed <laughs> oh, to like mm. the the artificial like vanilla flavor that's like not <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel Got like it. a snowball one would be too like 
I can I can feel you know that tingling sensation you get in your face when you've had too much sugar too quick. Oh yeah. Like, I can feel it just looking at the snowballs flavored one. Like that's going to be so sweet cuz it's basically marshmallow and sweet coconut. Okay, okay, I I dove into the replies here and someone has replied with a picture of Peeps marshmallow oh, no. beverage flavor syrup. Oh gosh. God. And that is just I mean that's just like the sugariest sugar. I, I can't even. What even? I don't know. What, I is, what is a peep? Not. What's a peep supposed to taste like? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, they just taste like sugar. Yeah, I, that's I do, what it is. <laughs> the, the last time I was at Costco, they were selling like cereal flavored dust in like a little shaker part container. <laughs> Um, like, like, a like, a, Costco does have some weird stuff now and again. I, it's just the depravity of like late stage capitalism, you know, it's like, so <laughs> it's just, I see this stuff and I go healthcare, please. Like, well, we can't have that, but we can have this cool. I feel like there's the general trend of like brands making foods that taste like other brands. So yeah, like hostess iced lattes or like oreos that are flavored like another different kind of snack or haven't don't they don't they have like milk now that's supposed to be flavored like tricks the cereal i don't know and it's like it's like why are we making all of these things taste like other things i don't know i think it's the same reason that we just keep getting uh sequels to movies is because we've run out of original ideas yeah Yeah. this is why i respect the starlight coca-cola Yes, mm. they actually they did so something weird. new. Did you, yeah, did you try one of those, Aaron, or do we need to get you to try one of those on there? No, I, I I tried one uh, episode one. Okay, Sorry, my chair. <clears throat> I couldn't remember chair. if that was a Starlight Coke or something else. Yeah, so. yeah, no, that's uh, that's what I had. It tastes like a uh, like a s'mores. It was I did I did see some yeah. exciting new Mountain Dew flavors that we might have to have you try. Yeah. I so. let me know. I'm I'm always up for the the ginger snap one that they did or gingerbread one gingerbread, gingerbread man, um, was excellent over the holidays. Like I've so I've good. noticed too that that Canada Dry has like a ginger ale bold flavor, and I'm like that's just ginger beer. That's what you've yeah. done is you've just made ginger beer. <laughs> yeah, and it's good. It's better because yeah. it is more ginger, that's more gingery. Yeah, more ginger, yeah. less sugar, etc. You know what's fricked up. Um, I don't know if you can curse curse on on this show. Okay. I just thought saying Frick would be funny. Um, (laughs) You made the right choice. That was great. So what I hate is that Canada Dry Ginger Ale doesn't use actual ginger. They use ginger extract, which is what every other ginger ale, like mass-produced ginger ale brand does. But they label their whole brand on being made with real ginger because legally ginger extract is made from real ginger. You just wrinkled my brain, man. That's wow. <laughs> it, it, wow. Is Verner's made with ginger extract? Y- yes, they're all made ah. with ginger extract. It's all fucked. I think. I think that's why I like the the Bundaberg one. Have you had that? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that one's good. Every time because... I see that, I say Bundaberg. <laughs> like it's still processed. It's not like they, they try to market to you like they're making it in small batches with fermented. Uh, yeah. ginger it's their grandmother's it's i mean it's all 
you know, pretty basic commodity stuff, but like, I think they actually use actual ginger (laughs) in it. And so it actually has some of that flavor. I like that's another trend is like the, Oh, uh, this is from a small batch, like small bean type brand. And it's like, okay, it's a small batch, like in comparison to Coca-Cola's like batch sizes, but you're still making like hundreds of thousands or whatever. You know, yeah, you're just doing science. You're not what really I, an artisan. What yeah. I want is like some person down at the farmer's market who like cans his own That's... ginger ale and it comes in nondescript, unlabeled aluminum cans. Uh, <laughs> and you're always a little worried that it might be contaminated. Clap for that, you stupid bastard. Yeah, I agree. Um, the not last thing we've got here that I'm really excited to hear about. This tweet uh, is the left tube tier list. Left left tube being like leftist YouTube, uh, sometimes also called bread tube. Um, This person on Twitter uh, has made a tier list of, I guess, leftist YouTubers nominally or or purportedly because um, what I found interesting on this is that not only does Wendover Productions appear on this list, um, it appears at the topmost tier, the best of the best. And I have never once sat down to watch a Wendover Productions video and thought, I love this leftist YouTube channel. Okay. I don't even know what Wendover Productions is. What's <laughs> uh, uh, huh? I think um, the most important part about this tier list is that there are like 200 people on here. It's too large. It doesn't. It's just got yeah. their icons. Like so, right. I probably don't know recognize some of these. I can't recognize just... any of these. For all I know, at least three quarters of these are made up. You know, like <laughs> yeah, like, this can't all be real. <laughs> to me, to me, this just yeah, I, I don't. This just looks also, like also like if this person is truly watching this many YouTube channels, like uh, seek help. <laughs> Look, you can't say that. I watched this many YouTube channels. <laughs> I think it's funny that they put Hassan in uh in in watchable just like second from the bottom. Yeah, one, one up from the bottom. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Okay, and this is low-hanging fruit, but this person's um like Twitter bio says Christian trans Marcus socialist and policy wonk, debater, supporter of liberal leftist unity. Yeah, okay, um, so so that's that's why both Wendover and the Young Turks are on the best of the best wait, of this list. Yeah, oh, I didn't even see the Young Turks. What a joke. This is an op. This is meant to make us mad. That's what this is. I think for. so. I mean, this is an account that has a, uh, what is it, Pycrew, P-Crew avatar, like anime yeah. character avatar. Like, so I don't... It, it's how very is three possible. arrows at the best of the bet have they they even made a video in the past 10 years they is actually that- have a very good oh. podcast oh. where they talk about um like german like socialism issues oh um, is that- th- there's only been like five episodes because it takes yeah. them as long as it takes them to make a video to make a podcast episode <laughs> but it's excellent content i i suggest people you know seek it out Imagine imagine putting effort into making a podcast. Absolutely could not be. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I mean, it, when you think about it, really, that's that's you're playing into capitalism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're putting you're putting in effort to make a product when you, you really fool. you absolute really clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really what we're saying is more people just take take a cue from us, okay? Yeah. Yeah. 
I have a hot take. I don't even know if this is going to go anywhere. But a coworker said this because someone was talking about they, they, oh, oh, it's because we met someone at a, mm, hmm, let me see how I can obfuscate. <laughs> <laughs> there was something somewhere where we both were introduced in, uh, to a personality that, um, that was like, um, a very exhausting type of person. Uh, she had what is known as the cut. You know what I'm talking about? Like, um, like the Karen cut. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Like mm-hmm. the most I'm extreme, the cut version of the cut. Uh-huh. And um, it, it and and sh- it was just like the prototypical that type of person. And everything they and everything they had, we we went back and we were telling a coworker about them, and they had met them in previous work experience. And we're like, that's the most awful person. They're so terrible. And you know, you I don't know why. But it seems like every time someone has a bunch of Minnie Mouse stuff, you know that it's going to be bad. Like, you know, your interactions with them are going to be bad. And then my coworker said, you know what? I think Minnie Mouse is the female version of the Joker. And it blew my mind that I wanted to share that with our listeners. I, what, isn't the female version of the Joker Harley Quinn? Isn't that I don't no, think no, 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 it's no, no. the same. Well, this is about the Joker as a signifier, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, Andrew? like if you meet, if you run into a guy who's who's got like a Joker shirt on, like you you know what you're getting. You run into you run into somebody with a, a Minnie Mouse, <laughs> a lady with a Minnie Mouse shirt on. You know, mm. uh-huh. you know, yeah, okay. They're kind of yeah. Jokerified All in right. a way. Yeah. Uh, one question: How does Daisy Duck enter into this? I mean, I what? However, she wants. I'm not going to kink shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> now, who put this picture in here? <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to figure out what the sentence could mean, so I googled Minnie Mouse Joker, <laughs> and this is what came up. This, this is, is incredible. The most right? ambitious crossover event in history. I thought, Jess, I thought I, this is so good that I <laughs> thought you had drawn it somehow. I have not. Put it in there. Your Google skills. That's amazing. Like, I think I have to report this to my employer. <laughs> I don't think you understand the sheer quantity of Mickey Mouse's dressed up as the Joker. I have uncovered with this Google search. Wow. And then Minnie Mouse. So the picture is there's like a purple couch. You want to know couch. how I got these scars? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> this is so like. <laughs> Joker blows up the stadium and Goofy's just like, gorsh. <laughs> so the, the i'm so excited okay so mickey is sitting in a purple chair uh like a like a high-backed chair um he's dressed as the joker he's got one hand on the arm of the chair the other one is like under his chin and he's looking hmm askance and then on the other arm of the chair is Minnie mouse dressed as harley quinn i think yeah mm-hmm. is what yep. is this supposed to be which we just yeah. said this is um this is something that you'd print out as a window cling and stick to the back window of your giant SUV. This is oh, yeah. You know. I think 
be like, how it doesn't I, work for everyone, but it works for My main for thought us. is how am I going to prank my coworkers with this tomorrow? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's really what I want to do. I don't um, know, but I'm, I'm excited to hear what you figure out. Yeah. I've, uh, send, send, people send me, you know, when you hear this, it might be too late, but send me some ideas. Maybe I'll just keep doing it. Maybe it'll be my new bit for the week where I just keep hiding this in <laughs> places that people are going to find it. Um, it'd be a funny way to get fired, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I kind um, of think that pertaining to the original um, prompt, yeah. I, I think that being very specific about one Disney property, like character, is in general the female version of the Joker. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. yeah, like, like identifying or, with that. Can we also put like Harry Potter in here? Like people who are like, oh, I'm such a Hufflepuff. Oh, you mean every single person on Hinge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm so tired. Everyone so who tired. imagines themselves to be Hermione. <laughs> Would you rather have a a Hogwarts obsessed daughter or a Joker obsessed son? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I mean, oh, one's gonna do crimes, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if the other one will. Hmm. Yeah, that's tricky. Concerning. Concerning. <laughs> um, Let's move on. Um, yeah, you know what else is concerning? Mm-hmm. A guy I found on TikTok. Now, uh, both um, both Jess and I are from the Midwest, um, which is why I'm bringing this up. This is a guy on TikTok, and his whole shtick appears to be um, describing things that happen sort of everywhere as being specific to the Midwest. Um, and and he's got like he's got like several like series. Have you seen this, Aaron? People who have like series of TikToks on yes, a particular they make like topic? a playlist. Yeah, so he has one called uh, "Deconstructing My Millennial Ideology," which, um, no thanks. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> and then he's got one called "Midwest Existentialism," and the most recent one was uh, entitled "Midwest Essentialism." And I'm going to play it for you so that wow. you understand my pain. Okay. So, what is existentialism? It's basically a school that believes that existence precedes essence, meaning what you do is who you are. There's no essential characteristic that makes you who you are. But anybody who spent time in the Midwest will know that there's a strain of essentialism that runs through it. There's a kind of cultural impulse in the Midwest that wants to treat people by essential characteristics. Like, are you Ohio State or Michigan? Do you come from a rich family or a poor family? Which side of town did you grow up on? Are you from a good family or a bad family? Are you Christian or not? And are you white or black? It's exactly this kind of thinking that leads to a sense of foreclosure of possibilities, that your future is already mapped out because you are who you are. If something was going to happen, it would have already happened. This is why existentialism was so appealing to me in high school and college in the Midwest, because I wanted to believe my choices did mean something. And when I left the Midwest, I discovered most of the world doesn't actually think this way. Don't get me wrong, I love the Midwest, I just dislike this part of it. Your choices matter and you can be who you want. I don't feel like any of the things he described are specific to the midwest <laughs> i ha, has this person really really traveled or they claim not? to be from detroit um it sounds like they've never been anywhere because yeah that's not how anywhere else is that's every everyone's like this what and i will say the the way this guy talks about the midwest makes me feel like i'm in some sort of zoo exhibit or something <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, like, oh, these people, the people in the Midwest, they're always uh, uh, cutting things down into essentials. You know, are you on one side or the other? Knowledge. It's like, it's like, what? Okay, I'm pretty sure that happens literally everywhere else, too. Yeah, I don't know if that's like a, a, a characteristic that uh, you would think of when you think of the Midwest. I Yeah. Midwest is already not really like too much of a culture. Do you know what I mean? There's like right. upper Midwest, like like there's like a Chicago kind of culture, right? Or there's like a Wisconsin kind of a thing, you know, there's mm-hmm. but like just the whole Midwest, it's like half the country. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I think we should blame Nerd Rider. Do, do we know this name? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay, so Nerdwriter is a YouTube video essayist from a long time ago who made like okay, really yeah. this makes sense. shitty videos, but he like gave it a provocative name and then also like used music and like speaking tone that is like that that conveys that he has something important to yeah, say. He was like so exactly Ur, like this. The Ur video <laughs> yeah. essay YouTuber. This yes. is he's a lot of typography and stuff like that. I think we aren't talking enough about uh, the consequences of video essays. They've been a disaster for the human race. Yeah, it, it it really has like sped up. You know the academic process, like um, like like the the academic process of applying critical theory yeah. on things that don't necessarily need that level of exam of examination. It's just been the like how this guy defined yeah. existentialism before just saying some random ass list of characteristics of stuff. Yes. This like TikTok culture has just sped up that process of like trying to put meaning on these things that like don't yeah. have any. My favorite thing is that and this is one reason that I, I I hate I, I'm such a simp for TikTok and I don't like it, but like so it, it, it happens to be a place right now where I think a lot of good things from the creators that make stuff is happening. And one thing I've seen is this like pushback or rejection of that. So I've seen a lot of videos lately where it's someone doing a video essay style like. Did you know that in 1913 in Montana, uh, the world's largest deposit of iron ore was found? And and they'll, they'll do this video essay type thing, and then it gets more absurd until they reveal, and I made all of this up. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is just such a good, like, reminder to people watching this shit that, like, don't just there's, believe there's, everything because it comes in this certain kind of package, you know? Yeah, just there's definitely an aesthetic it. of video essays that give something an air of credibility. But as we've yeah. seen here, you can just say some random and completely wild shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This just seems like pseudo profound bullshit to me, like saying nothing, but it sounds smart, I guess, yeah. kind of. I don't. Yeah. Speaking bizarre. of pseudo bullshit, saying nothing and sounding smart. Speaking of the Midwest, um, Trump had a rally last night, um, and, and one of the congressmen from from Michigan that he doesn't, that Trump doesn't like because this this particular congressman voted to impeach Trump is uh, Peter Meyer, who is uh, heir to the Meyer throne, the Meyer grocery store chain. Um, and, but uh, uh, Trump had some some difficulty with his last name a guy who spells his name m-e-i-j-e-r but they pronounce it meyer the hell kind of a spelling is that <laughs> meyer meyer it's meyer but it's actually pronounced meyer i said 
name. Nobody knows him. He's done nothing in Washington. I said, how do you pronounce his name? Is it Major? Meijer? They said it's Meyer. How the hell do you get Meyer out of it? <laughs> Which I think. Obama. <laughs> I think this is a miscalculation because Michiganders really like Meyer and know how to pronounce Meyer. And yeah. this makes him look pretty dumb. I don't know. Something about Trump. He's just got the swag. I hate to say it. That's true. There yeah. are going to be a bunch of Republicans who are like, I'm going to major. Now. <laughs> he wow. just he just goes up there and he does bits. He does like yeah. he's doing stand. What is the deal? <laughs> <laughs> but he's just pointing out these little dumb things that everyone's sort of like. Now, yeah, that is a little. I mean, I never thought about it. But <laughs> yeah. Like, I this just, is something uh, like dads around the grill would talk about, you know? Yeah. yeah. I just have to say that that Peter Meyer is uh, betraying his his family history because both his father and his father's father, who founded Meyer, um, were both anarchists and he's a Republican. So, you Oof. know, pretty, pretty no. bad. Yeah. yeah. You hate to see that. Mm -hmm. Speaking of things you hate to see. Um, remember when we gave parents money, um, for a bit, <laughs> yeah, for like a year, yeah. Um, it turned out that that really worked to reduce child poverty. No, no, I'm told, I'm told that that, that there's no way that you could make that that that, that no, it wouldn't work. It's no, no, can't no, be. It um, it lifted 3.7 million kids out of poverty, <laughs> um, and did not affect employment in any way. Um, which is why we've now ended it. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately or fortunately, we now have actual proof that it works. So, yeah. so you can feel it extra bad because it's definitely true. <laughs> it turns out giving people money helps them, uh, which is why we're not going to do it anymore. Yeah. I'm making the peace out sign on my face <laughs> and walking away. <laughs> Didn't this specific thing cause um, Joe Manchin to not vote for like three different forms of the stimulus package? Yeah. Uh yes. Mm -hmm. Joe Manchin he specifically um thought that it should um have a much lower income cap and that you shouldn't be eligible unless you were employed. So he basically wanted to means test the hell out of. So Yeah. Well, you know, great. to to be fair, if if kids are happy and healthy at home and have everything they need, then they're not going to join the workforce and who's going to do all the coal mining, yeah. you know? Well, I think it's a good point to that, um, you know, I, I think as Joe Manchin astutely observes, the people who who need money the most um, are not the ones who don't have jobs. It's the people who have jobs. And that's why we have to require that they have jobs. Yeah. 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 That that makes that makes I can't see, like if you're unemployed, like <laughs> if you're unemployed, you got bigger things to worry about. I think we can agree. Yeah, you really shouldn't be worrying about money at that point. Yeah. You really need to prioritize your concerns. Uh, but the good news is since the expanded child tax credit has ended, um, we've almost completely erased the gains in child poverty uh, that we made. So it's almost back to, to the way it was before. <laughs> That's so tight. Living in America. <laughs> you just love uh. to see it. You know, the, yeah, I just don't have, I don't know. I'm just, mm. let's move on. I'm depressed. <laughs> now this is, this is what I want. This is what I come here okay. for. for the the Fisherman vertical was, um, so well received last week that I've, I've decided to make it 
a recurring segment. We're doing it um, again. Another one. So here we have we have Buck Sexton, uh, which sounds Excuse like a me? gay porn star, but it's not. <laughs> um apparently some sort of right-wing radio host and he tweeted he says in northern florida when you ask for milk in your coffee they just put milk in there's no discussion about do you mean oat milk or soy come on or even almond chalk water <laughs> milk means milk it's civilized down here for sure man oh, soy parentheses come on is so funny almond parentheses chalk water <laughs> soy yeah, like like the right wing um, establishment, I guess, is so ingrained with the fact that like soy makes you less masculine that you know yeah. you that just have to oh, put come on. Oh I'm yeah, okay, gonna, no, I see. I'm not going to drink soy Jess, I'm glad, milk. I'm glad your head went to the same place. I, that's yeah. yeah. It's a little bit of a of a letting letting out the little secret of what they really think. Yeah. I'm not going to drink the soy milk that has the estrogen in it. No, I'm going to drink the regular cow milk that has the growth hormones I can't, in it. I can't have my coffee be in an estrogenified environment. <laughs> <laughs> What'll Absolutely happen to not. me? Yeah. You and then you, almond you, milk. You put, well, you put just... any of that estrogen in my coffee, you will regret this, okay? Yeah. Almond milk, I don't have like a chemical objection to. It's just aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> And almond milk doesn't taste like chalk water. What is, what is Buck Sexton yeah, talking I about? I don't know. Yeah. S suck suck Bexton, more like. <laughs> you got him. <laughs> uh, next, we have um, two great friends of the show that we oh, love. No. <laughs> Andy No and Professor Emeritus Jordan Peterson. By the way, he's Professor Emeritus. Uh, he's not really Professor Emeritus. He just quit. Uh, and then I think you get to call yourself emeritus after you quit, I guess. I don't know. Um, so Andy No is ex asking Jordan Peterson how psychology can explain why Antifa is so evil and bad. And Jordan Peterson said something to the effect of it's revenge against God for the crime of being. And then he sort of broke down gently <laughs> into tears. Um, yes. And if yes. you watch this video, it definitely seems like he's maybe projecting his own sort of situation. He's I love that it's going well for man. him. Yeah. <sighs> in a Peterson, like Jordan Peterson has been going through it for about I don't know five six years now. Yeah. You got to respect. Inshallah, it. he will continue to. I'm sorry. Every time you see a picture or video Peterson. of him, every time you see a picture or video of him, he looks a little bit worse. <laughs> he looks yeah. so much worse. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, it's all that meat yeah. that he was eating. Um, next we have, this is a segment from 60 Minutes. Uh, a Toronto landlord who owns 30,000 houses explains why young people don't want homes. I think if you asked a lot of millennials, and that tends to be our primary resident, um, they would probably tell you that they don't necessarily desire to own a home or to mm -hmm. own a car. And they've grown up in the sharing economy, and for what's important to them is lifestyle, right? And so if they can move into this, what we call a turnkey or hotel-ready home, and have a low maintenance lifestyle that's very compelling for them yeah well, low um, maintenance lifestyle <laughs> i think he's right we don't actually want to buy things because we're yeah. so used to sharing them and we love to share all of our things it's not that we can't afford to own <laughs> homes because of vultures like this guy i, I will say that in the early 2010s i feel like there was a wave of landlord propaganda that's like <laughs> directly for millennials that talks about how you know people 
you maybe you don't want to buy a house. Maybe you want to rent instead because then you don't have to so do all this maintenance. For maintenance you can yeah. you can freedom. move whenever you it's want to. It's all about freedom, Jess. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> if you pay for if you if you rent a home, you won't have to worry about maintenance, and neither will your landlord. So you know. <laughs> now great. there's two people who don't got to worry about it. It's wonderful. Right. Yeah. yeah. We I decided mean, the situation's we still the same, the the thing, and we the did. Thing getting fixed. It's just that you don't have to worry about it not getting fixed. <laughs> it's not your responsibility. Yeah, so cursed. I you are responsible so for all damages when you move out. By the way, so you know, just keep that in mind. <laughs> everyone, everyone uh, like this. I just like the line is getting longer and longer for people to jump what, off the diving board into the uh, into the. The Brea Tar Pits, okay. Yeah, because- I mean, I, I I get like management companies that managed like you know big tower blocks of apartments or whatever, but like I don't really think there's a reason that like a real estate trust or corporation should just be buying up single family homes no. and renting them. No, it should that be, seems yeah. that's preposterous to me, frankly. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand it. <laughs> anyway. That's for sure, man. Part two of question mark. <laughs> so, what do we got? Right. We got here some chess news. Okay, this is this is me. This is a chess bop. I am yeah. I am not a chess player, but I am a huge fan of watching chess and paying attention to chess news and drama. I think that's smart. Playing chess yeah, is a fool's errand. It's true. You'll See, never. That, I was I was just about to say I don't really pay attention to chess, but I'll play it a lot. <laughs> I have no idea if Look, like how to do it. I will never learn any openers. <laughs> I will never learn any moves or anything. I just play it for the pure love you of love moving you. things on the board. You make your first move. You pick up a pawn. You set it down, and your opponent goes, "Oh!" And you're like, "What? What did I do? What?" Yeah, no, that's literally what happens every time I play someone playing chess. Because there's nobody on the earth who knows less about it than I do. But I enjoy like a golf commentator is like, he's gone for the classic Nordic opening. And you're like, what? I put the piece down on the. Yeah. Me, me playing against a chess grandmaster going, do you remember? Is it the horse that goes in the L shape or the the bishop thing? Is it this I don't really remember. weird penis looking one? I don't know. It looks like it had a bad circumcision. Can we, can, we get, can we get some penis ones that aren't circumcised? I have a moral objection. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Please go ahead. Yeah. So. I do not like to play chess because, like, the concept of children who are like ten, yeah, being like and grandmasters, yes, is like so demoralizing to me. But <laughs> it's, it's to me vile. I don't. Yeah, yeah. But one a, a series of chess news is that back in uh, like I think early February, um, the a top chess player, maybe like top five in the world right now, named Ding Li Ren is um, a Chinese chess player, and he wasn't able to make it to one of the competitions that you need to play in order to get enough points to basically to face off in the candidates, which is like the big chess tournament where you get to play Magnus Carlsen and become like the best chess player in the world, be, and, and become lose. number one in the world. So um, he, because of some like visa reasons, he wasn't able to make it um, to that previous tournament which meant that he was no longer qualified for the the candidates now 
recently, like over the past two and a half weeks, maybe a little bit over them, in the past month, another person, another grandmaster who was qualified for the masters named Sergei Karyakin um, has been, he is like born in Crimea and switched his allegiance to Russia, like to play like uh, instead of Ukraine to play chess, Um, which like sometimes people do since Russia has a more developed like chess structure but for him it's an entirely political reason (laughs) um so he did this in like 2009 but recently he's been saying a lot of pro-putin stuff on Mm. twitter right Ah, so he like supported the military invasion he was like i'm on the side of my president all the people in ukraine are neo-nazis like this is the line that he is um (laughs) backing Mm. so which meant that over the past few days, um, he got suspended from the chess federation so that he no longer can play in the candidates, which left an open spot that allowed Ding Liren, the Chinese um, chess player, to be able to do... So they made a bunch of new events so that he could rack up enough wins in those new events in order to get enough wins to play in the candidates which i think nice. is just a very funny story um, i like it. yeah i'm reading here on wikipedia it says on his telegram channel karyakin denounced the chess federation for completing sports with politics he further declared that he considers himself a patriot first and a chess player second oh, and that he so did not good. regret anything <laughs> it's the funniest thing especially i love my because, reactionary like, chess player <laughs> literally most chess players from russia are like middle upper class people who are like anti-putin right like yeah. specifically um yeah yeah so i i think it's, this is a very unlikely opinion most of the time well yeah. i'm glad for for ding loren uh that's uh that's yeah. good news. I'm that's excited because he's one of my favorite chess players and he's gonna be able to compete for the top spot. So yeah. Nice. Uh and inshallah. I love they a bit of win. intrigue like that. <laughs> the now speaking of intrigue, we couldn't we couldn't finish off this episode. I know everyone wants to hear us talk about this. Um they're everyone's saying, man, everyone just stopped talking about that Will Smith slap too soon can you keep talking about it (laughs) and uh that's what we're here to do um so we we're uh i'm not sure um just share your opinion (laughs) okay so you shared a link to top eight deleted tweets about the slap from gawker this is this is from gawker they have they have collected the top eight deleted tweets about the slap um one of my favorites is one from nicole hannah jones who tweeted also how is hair loss a disability sincere question (laughs) oh no uh you have chris delia delia who tweeted hollywood is insane lol chris delia uh should uh (laughs) sit down a little bit shouldn't didn't chris delia get caught like grooming minors and crap yeah. yep that's great yeah. yes and and, um, and he's still on twitter huh mm-hmm, yeah cool number one they had the the judd apatow Jeez. tweet he could have killed him that's pure out of control rage and violence uh every time judd apatow says some dumb shit like this it makes me go man was freaks and geeks bad did it hurt my yeah. brain 
did it teach me a bunch of bad stuff? Do I need to excise my memory of that? I thought that was a really good show. Uh, right. I, I feel like the thing that we would normally do, which is have takes about the takes, has already happened. So now we're having like takes about the takes about the takes. But right, I mean, true. I don't know. My in general, thing, it's my whole thing about it is um, it, it's all exhausting and it's all and it's all in some way manufactured to make me think about I, or care about something I don't really feel obligated to. Do you know what I mean? It, it's something that I think we all experience because it seemed like every big blue check account felt the need to have an opinion about it. Yeah. Um, and I was just on Twitter like, I simply do not care about this. I don't really care what the celebs do. Yeah, my They're opinion again, that night and, and that care. morning was, wow, that was crazy. Yeah. Can you believe that? And that, and that, mm. that was it. <laughs> I don't know. So, I don't, Jess, what, what, what's your take? There huh? we go. Um, it quit recording, I think, when, when Jess reconnected. So oh. I, had to, I had to start it again. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, my mic just quit working. <laughs> so it's trying to, to save you, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Isn't it sign? <laughs> I don't know. This take's going to be pretty hot. Okay, yeah. <laughs> my take is that I think the liberals need Jesus um, in, in the sense that I think they have... Rep- so I was thinking about this earlier in that my main thing that I've been seeing is just people who are having so many like moralizing takes about this mm-hmm. and i think that um we need to stop using like woke language as morals and go back to like the lord <laughs> um yeah i i think in a Return. in a, such a secularized world we have no room to just be right or wrong about something right yeah, <laughs> yeah. so so i i think that that the correct opinion is just that like it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> and you you just like laugh about it and then move on but yeah because this the necessity of um you know moralizing the situation in these ways right it, it's I, I think we if we just bring back christian morality maybe <laughs> what if this what if will, these people we, were this will be all on the same side yeah because they're so they're so tedious and in the past these are people for whom that tedium would have been poured into they're they're just going over all of the scriptures and the texts. They're doing they're doing all of this, you know. Or they have a hobby. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a big touch grass moment, but it's like a philosophical touch grass moment. Like you really yeah. need to have some basis in something. Like you just can't be a moral. It's like a moral um they they all feel like there's some like they're they're a lord like they're the lord and they must tell you their take on this thing because Mm. it's important that you receive the word from them do you know yeah right um and yeah i've never done that so uh (laughs) not a once (laughs) not a once i don't ever give opinions I think the correct response was to do what I did, which was wake up in the morning, see a push notification that's like Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith and then say like, damn, that's crazy anyway. And continue to go about your day. (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely it was an interesting thing. Um, I do look forward to those annoying people at work that that won't realize we've passed the 
the window of when you need to be talking about this thing. And who <laughs> yeah, will, they're, like, they're going to come in with a joke they've been workshopping for the whole week. <laughs> yeah, I do look forward to that person because um, because that always brings me a little bit of delight. I love I it's like a weird I don't know if, if there's like a German word for this, but the word of having fun watching other people endure uh, an annoyance from another per- <laughs> like like mm, watching them feel like, awkward for them it's like third hand embarrassment but it's yeah. like so the first hand embarrassment like is one thing Freud, uh, when it becomes second hand embarrassment it's like ooh, i feel embarrassed for them but when it's the third hand you witness those second hand people and go ha, 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 that's funny <laughs> they're feeling embarrassed <laughs> i think that's just being glitchified to be honest with you <laughs> i am becoming more and more glitchified every day People never say becoming this. worse. <laughs> I became worse. I became worse. <laughs> I became worse. You know what yeah. didn't become worse? Mm. This episode, this hundredth episode. This yes. was great. Thank How's you, that Jess. For transition. Thanks. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, Jess. You brought a really good energy. Um, this was fun. Thanks, thanks to all seven of our listeners for sticking with us <laughs> yeah. through a hundred episodes. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we'll eventually have all seven of you on. So. <laughs> Inshallah, there will be a hundred more. Um, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, we don't eventually just give up and, and say, I'm sick of it. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.